FinTech Hunting is hosted by Michael Hammett, JD, CMT, keynote speaker, author, and founder and president of Next Level Advisors. Join Michael as he seeks out tech visionaries, leading lenders, trailblazing executives, and other financial influencers to bring you actionable insights and lead generation tactics, all centered around industry greatness and success. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a new episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast. We'd first like to thank our sponsors, FinLocker, Accelerate, WFG Enterprise Solutions, and Next Level Advisors. Well, we have two very special guests joining us today. Both have extensive knowledge in the mortgage industry. They are highly respected and work tirelessly to provide tools and education to help individuals improve their financial well-being. Please help me welcome Kristen Meserly, founder of Cultural Outreach and Brian View, president of FinLocker. Thanks, Michael. What a great intro. It's exciting. <laughs> well, thank you. It's great to have you. Kristen, it is wonderful to have you join us today. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Excited to be here. Well, we're excited to have both of you. Like I've mentioned, you guys have extensive knowledge in the industry. You're doing a ton of great things. And well, I can't wait to get into talking about technology and outreach and the next gen home buyers report. Both of you have very exciting news to announce. So, Kristen, I'll let you start. There was a, a big announcement made uh, this week that I'd love to have you share with our listeners. Great. Thank you so much. Yeah, we are, as of now, part of NAMBA's family of companies. That's the National Association of Minority Mortgage Bankers. And um, Tony Thompson is the founder of that organization. I've worked with him and NAMBA for years now, but um, a lot over the last year. And we just realized that there is so much synergy that we could do a whole lot more for the industry if we were formally partnered up. So NAMBA acquired cultural outreach uh, that we announced it yesterday, actually, this week. So um, yeah, we're really excited about the impact we can make together and um, provide you know, so outreach solutions to help lenders reach young and diverse markets. Fantastic. Well, congratulations on that. And we're going to we're going to dive a little bit deeper into that shortly. And Brian, I don't want to leave you out because you guys have some exciting news that is going to be announced. Yeah, it was a, a good coincidence that uh, we're able to be on the show together and both have really cool things to talk about relative to our businesses. So we uh, at FinLocker have been on quite the journey. Um, and uh, this, uh, as the new year turned over, we were uh, happy to announce that we've uh, hired a new CEO um, and uh, a gentleman named Henry Kaysen has joined Finlocker as our CEO. Henry is uh, very well known in the in the mortgage industry. He spent 27 plus years at Fannie Mae with the better part of the last decade focused as the head of digital uh, product and services. So uh, the, your audience, your listeners who are uh, in the mortgage space and who, who every day touch some of the various digital uh, solutions through Fannie Mae were, uh, you know, either directly or indirectly impacted by Henry's influence at Fannie Mae. And so for us, having somebody like uh, Henry join the company um, says says a lot about what we're doing and, and the vision we have. And, um, you know, you, you, you look back at the end of last year, we, we secured funding in a partnership with TransUnion, which is, was another validation point. And now, with Henry joining us to, to lead us as we pivot from 
spending you know the, the the first three four years of the company's existence building a platform our pivot now is to take that platform and 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 build a business around key customers in the mortgage space so really excited to have uh henry join us and help us grow and scale the company um and uh very excited about the news that that kristen shared with cultural outreach and namba two two organizations that are uh that i'm very fond of and and, and think the world of well, and both of you are making such an impact in the industry, not just as individuals, but at the organizations that you guys associate yourselves with. And you're really having a profound impact on where the industry is going forward. So I couldn't be more excited to have both of you as guests to share your knowledge and insights. Uh, Kristen, why don't we start with you? I mean, I want to talk a little bit about and have you explain and dive deeper into the Next Gen Home Report. For those who don't know what that report is, why don't you give kind of a quick overview of the report and then maybe some of the key findings and then we'll kind of go back and forth because I know Brian has some views and opinions on that as well. Yeah, so just a couple months ago, we released this report where we had surveyed 1,450 next-gen home buyers. Um, those were people from the ages of 22 to 37 who had either recently purchase a home or we're about to purchase a home in the next year. And um, what was interesting about the report is we, we started with a survey last April, which as you know, was right after the pandemic had started. And um, so we decided we need to do a follow-up survey since so much in the world was changing at the time. And um, so we did a follow-up survey in September. So it was really interesting. We were able to, we created a section of the report that was just focused on COVID kind of reflections and how that was impacting home buying trends. Um, we were able to see how that has shifted over the last few months. And then uh, we also discovered some really interesting trends around financial education and home buying education, as well as a, a pretty serious gender gap when it came to home buying trends and financial wellness. Um, there's a ton of other insights that I'd love to get into, but uh, but yeah, would would love for everyone to check that out on our website, culturaloutreach.com. Um, we we were able to, I think, gather some insights that are really actionable for housing and financial services. Fantastic, and I know people definitely go to cultural outreach and get that report. Let me drive dive a little bit deeper though with you. You know, what were some of those COVID findings? What were some of the things that kind of surprised you in that report? And then we'll come back to Brian in a second. Well, what actually surprised me was how little I think that it, it changed things. It changed how people were approaching homeownership, but it actually drove quite a bit of homeownership. Um, we thought, you know, with the economic downturn, this would be a pretty big issue but um, and of course we were looking at people that were actually buying homes but we did see an influx in um, in home ownership within the millennial generation um, and a lot of people said that they wanted to buy a home sooner than they had originally planned so I think because uh, for a variety of reasons but one you know people felt a lot more grounded and a need to be grounded in a time of uncertainty um, also people were spending a whole lot more time at home so whereas previously, I certainly felt this where, you know, you didn't need that much space before. And I think a lot of millennials valued space a lot less than previous generations did. Uh, but suddenly you would really like to have an office space or you're feeling very crowded with the dog and kids and family all at home at the same time. So um, people were, um, those were some of the big trends that we saw a desire for more space, also a desire to buy, buy home sooner. 
And um, people were looking to buy in more affordable areas, whereas before everyone wanted to be, you know, there were a lot of people that wanted to be in city centers and really close to, you know, their jobs. Um, with work from home now being something that we think is going to last beyond the pandemic, it really opened up a lot of opportunities for more affordable housing. Hopefully everyone is taking copious notes because you just touched on a number of key areas that I just want to highlight before we get into, Brian. But, you know, you talked about kind of the shift of people saying, hey, now that I'm home more, do I need an extra office? So I'd like a little bit of additional space. I think it really has accelerated that. And people, you know, because they're working remotely, most of the executives that I've talked to don't think remote workforce is going to go away. It's going to change a little and some people will go back to the office and maybe they'll have flex fridays and flex mondays or only half of the people will go back in but i think you make an excellent point that you know as this pandemic has hit and people have kind of lived through it and are working their way through it they're realizing that i don't need to live right in the city center i can probably get a little bit more house i was talking to another executive who mentioned a lot of people want a little bit of a yard Right? Their kids can't go to school or depending on where they're at in the country, but it'd be nice to have a little play set in the backyard or a garden or things like that so people feel that they can get out a little bit and not be on top of everyone. So great insights there. Brian, you've read through the study. Is there anything that kind of jumped out at you and, and more importantly uh, or more specifically how it applies to some of the things that you guys are doing at Finlock? Yeah, so I, th I think um, first of all, th there's so many great synergies um, with with what we are focused on at Finlocker and, and what Kristen's been doing with cultural outreach. And so, you know, our our product, our platform is really hyper-focused on financial literacy, health and wellness, and, and with a very focused effort on mortgage readiness. And so, um, you know, a couple things that, that Kristen highlighted around these young, uh, young, First-time homebuyers being ready sooner or earlier um, kind of resonates with with me and and we what we're seeing I think and I think Kristen would probably echo this is that these the, this younger generation of of homebuyers is really reliant and looking for a combination of what I call high tech and high touch right so it's not just uh, it's not enough just to be that Uber consultative mortgage advisor if you don't also have kind of a digital solution to support your, uh, you know, your, your uh, approach with the consumer. And, but it's also not necessarily enough to be all digital where that, that, that buyer, that home buyer, as they're going through this journey is solely going to rely on, on a piece of technology. There's, there's definitely this uh, hybrid approach uh, that the, these young buyers are looking for. And so what we've been focused on at Finlocker is is building a, a piece of technology that our clients who are lenders brokers originators banks credit unions other financial services providers can provide to their customers and prospective customers and it's a uh, you know a white labeled solution so everything that that's done is done under the the tech stack and the the, the logo of our our client finlockers kind of behind the scenes so to speak um, but we're but we're focused on providing that high tech part of that hybrid relationship, you know, where, where the, the, the app is always with that, that consumer representing, ultimately representing that originator. And when 
that consumer needs a little bit extra help, they can they can connect directly with their originator using using their app as well. So uh, everything I saw in RedNet that study just kind of jumped off the pages at me from from my seat in terms of what we're focused on, and it, it reinforced that I think we're we're on the right path here at Finlocker to support the industry and the and the those first time homebuyers specifically that our that our customers are are focused on. Well, and you talk about those hybrid models, and I think that's really, it, it's the combination of technology and that personal interaction that is really powerful. Uh, so many times people think that, oh, hey, there's great AI or there's great technology and it's going to eliminate people or it's going to eliminate touches. And I don't know if that necessarily should be the goal. I think for too long, the mortgage industry has been so transaction focused instead of relationship focused and I, I love a lot of the tools that you have and, and especially a lot of the things Kristen that you guys are doing because it's a lot more about the relationships it's about the education and providing the powerful tools that they need but it's that right combination that I think is going to have the greatest impact Kristen you've been with, with cultural outreach for a while tell me some of the things that you're most passionate about and really why there was such great synergy with NAMBA I'm actually really passionate about what you were just talking about. I mean, I think it is so crucial for people to have the right tech stack in place that makes it a lot easier and more transparent for consumers to understand how they build wealth. Um, I'm most passionate about making that process uh, more transparent. I mean, just giving, before I worked, before I started cultural outreach, I worked as a social worker. I worked primarily in immigrant communities doing a lot of financial education and um, housing coordination, but you know, it was just amazing to see how many people were stuck in predatory lending practices or just connected with not great lenders. And, um, and then as I started cultural outreach and started to dive into a little bit more research and we surveyed thousands of um, millennial home buyers, but figuring out that everyone was kind of in that boat of feeling very uncertain and um, not having someone that they could trust to to really walk through these things um, and doing the same thing myself. We need technology in place to make that transparent, empower the consumer, allow them to see what their home, home buying plan looks like. But then we need the individual that will talk them through that. And you can't miss one of those. I mean, if you are set up as someone that is representing a transaction, you're just a means to the end, and the buyer feels pretty lost and alone through that process. Um, but if you have technology in place to empower the consumer, allow them to you know, see some things on their own, validate some of what they're hearing, um, and then you're able to be a trusted advisor through that process, you're not only going to retain that customer, they're gonna go back to you whenever they need to refi or whatever, um, but you're also gonna get so many more referrals. Like that's how underserved communities work. That's how millennials and next gen consumers work. We are very, very distrusting, but we're also, when we find out that you're someone we can trust, we send everyone we know to you. So I think that is really crucial that technology and relationship go hand in hand. Um, and it de definitely validates, um, is validated by some of our research on that report. Uh, one of the biggest insights that I saw in the report was um, the stat that we found that one in five next-gen homebuyers said that they were completely uncertain or um, didn't understand the home buying process. They were not confident in any step of the home buying process. 
So I just think, um, you know, really emphasizing that importance of the relationship and bringing leadership and trusted advice alongside the technology is crucial to reaching, you know, today's consumers. Well, you make so many good points there. And I think it's so critical for lenders to understand that it's good business to build the relationships, to do right by the people, to properly educate. You know, as you were mentioning, you know, statistics, a lot of the statistics out there show that, you know, an average home buyer is going to get seven to 11 loans over the course of their lifetime. Unfortunately, most of the people never even go back to their original lender because they were just treated as a transaction. So if we can foster those relationships and use technology where technology creates greater transparency, adds to information, provides timely insights, and then has people available, I think that's what's going to have such a profound impact. And I know that's what both of your organizations do, and I'm excited to see what happens with NAMBA. Um, let's talk about what are some of the lessons learned from 2020 and, and how can we apply those to 2021, Brian? Well, I think all of us would like to forget 2020 <laughs> for one reason or another, but um, uh, I, I, I think um, I think the biggest lesson for me personally and, and professionally that I that I not only learned of myself and of our company, but also I've watched and witnessed this with with friends in 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 our business and, and elsewhere is is we're a resilient species. <laughs> um, I've as as dark and and dismal as it's it's been for all of us because we're also a social species, right? We've all been now cooped up for getting on uh, eleven months, but there's just been such an amazing resiliency that's been demonstrated, and I guess that's that that's what I've I've learned the most is that you know when when it's uh, when it's dark and 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 when you're down, it's there, there's there's definitely uh, a reason to keep plowing ahead, and I and I. Am, am cautiously optimistic that that 2021 is going to start to look more like normal. It may be a different normal, but uh, you know, I would say uh, just the the general resiliency that that we all have is 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 a lesson that was learned and it needs to be remembered because there'll there'll be more dark times ahead of us. And I, and I just just think this is uh, going to prove that we can get through it. So true, Kristen. What are some of the lessons you've learned and some of the things that you've seen? from 2020 that we can apply in 21? Well, it's interesting because um, I think for a lot of people, speaking of resiliency, we've really learned how to, um, to pivot a little bit and learn how to focus in our business on how to leverage or build relationships digitally. So I, um, at, at, in March, half of my revenue was coming from speaking engagements. And of course, all of that dropped off and we needed to focus completely on digital content and having consulting engagements that were done digitally. Previously, we focused a lot on community partnerships that we would be, you know, boots on the ground kind of building those relationships. And we found that like a lot of other companies that we could thrive in that space and, and actually having that focus allowed us to grow um, just really quickly. And I think a lot of loan officers and a lot of lenders realized how much more productive they could be in um, in building, you know, and, and learning to use tools like Zoom and, um, you know, video platforms to be able to build relationships, but do it in, you know, from their homes. And so I think that's been a really interesting evolution. I mean, even at the beginning of the pandemic, everyone was like scrambling to learn how to Zoom and how to use video and 
now it's almost a given that most phone calls are actually going to be over video. And sometimes I'm like, okay, we could just pick up the phone here, but, um, but it's, it's great. We've been able to, you know, I certainly miss conferences and seeing people in real life, but uh, we've been able to build a lot of relationships and grow our businesses and thrive through this time um, over by using technology. Well, and I think that's had such a profound impact, like you talk about, whether it's Zoom or anything, I think what it's also done is it's conditioned buyer behavior, whereas before when people didn't really want to try different online tools, people wanted to keep going into the branches at the, the bank or whatever, now they've been forced to, and so you see grandparents doing Zoom calls or FaceTime or GoTo, and you see people much more comfortable using a lot of these online apps and tools for a lot of their financial services that I think a lot of them aren't going to go back to the branches, uh, at least not to the same frequency that they do right now. I think, you know, we talk about hybrid models. I think one of the hybrid models I've seen out there quite frequently now is that convergence between consumer direct and retail, right? You know, retail historically, like you said, boots on the ground, they're meeting with people, they're meeting with people walking into the branches. And when that went away with COVID, they had to start using a lot of the same tools and methodologies that Consumer Direct was using. So I think you make some excellent points. Uh, I could continue to talk to you guys for hours. You guys have such great insights and there's so many exciting things going on. Before we wind down, what are some of the trends that you guys see for 2021? What are some of the tech initiatives that you think lenders are going to really embrace? What are some of the tools that can provide greater transparency and really more of that education that we need for this next gen borrower? Let's start with you, Brian. Sure. So um, what I would say is coming out of uh, you know Q4 of last year and just kind of thinking about the, the, the conversations and, and meetings that I was engaged in, there's definitely, and, and this is mortgage, very mortgage centric, and but, but that's our bit, an industry, so it makes sense. But there's a, definitely a a, uh, a focused effort on figuring out how to build next year's, not just 2021s, but 2022 and beyonds, next you know, the next few years pipeline of of home buyers and mortgage mortgage clients, right? And so. Uh, and, and so this kind of falls under what we, we like to call up the funnel activities. And, and traditionally in mortgage, we've been more point of sale focused, right? The, the, when a person's ready to buy a home and, and that they definitely need to get a mortgage. And so that results in a transaction. And so uh, the, the focus that I'm seeing, and, and, and we're really uh, happy that this is the dynamic that's kind of, that, that we're pivoting to because it fits into what we're doing at FinLocker is, there are a lot of folks trying to figure out how to get up the sales funnel um, and not up the sales funnel for next month's pipeline, but like I said, this year and next year's pipeline. So one of the exciting uh, value props for FinLocker is our, our relationship with TransUnion. They, they have the ability to identify through their, you know, their, their database and their very sophisticated algorithms and, and data science approaches, they can identify with a pretty good level of predictability and accuracy who's who are the, the first-time home buyers that'll be in market in the next six to 18 months, right? And these are, you know, these are leads, right? 
but they're not your trigger or event or alert driven leads, which are typically going to be higher in cost, but also going to be, you know, probably have multiple lenders pursuing the same type of lead. These are predictive leads that a lender can bring into their ecosystem and through varying, you know, methods of grooming and preparation and outreach, uh, build a relationship with a prospective first-time homebuyer through through using education and financial literacy and technology like FinLocker and relationships with folks like Cultural Outreach to create a relationship and add value to that 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 consumer very early in their journey, so that when they get to the place where an event is ready to happen. The, the likelihood of them transacting with you as the originator who provided all that value is going to be extremely high. So that's that's where we're kind of uh, zeroing in on here at Finlocker. Uh, and again, with our relationship with TransUnion, we we have kind of this concept of lead gen, highly highly qualified predictive leads from TransUnion that get groomed and prepared in Finlocker, all done kind of under that logo and, and tech stack and ecosystem of our clients. So that, that's that's what I would share. Exciting. Kristen, what about you? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it's interesting because we've been talking about the focus on adopting more digital practices and diversity for, I've been doing it for seven years. And, you know, pe some people, there's a part of the market that focuses on it. Um, but a lot of people have really pushed that to the back burner. But as Brian was saying, you know, a lot of this has forced people to think a little bit longer term and put systems and processes in place that allow them to move that forward a lot faster. And so I think we're gonna see you know, a, a, big, a bigger focus on diversity, especially after the Black Lives Matter movement really um, took off last year and uh, we saw a resurgence in that area. But companies across the board have realized we really have to hire diverse talent that reflects our consumers. And so that's where our partnership with Namba comes in they focus a lot on cultivating young leaders from colleges and universities to bring them into the to the mortgage industry. Um, but then, in terms of education and you know digital product, I think that has continued to expand quite a bit. Like I mentioned previously, um, and definitely a focus on the importance of financial literacy um, content and having having quality content education from start to beyond closing. Um, you know, thinking about that longer term, that longer term customer journey where it's not just about who's ready to buy right this second, but who's even dreaming of buying and how do you cultivate that lead from that point through um, the time that they're ready to buy. And, you know, one thing that a lot of our customers and lenders are finding is that people that are just contemplating it often are actually ready to buy and would qualify, but don't realize it. So a lot of people are, are realizing how to how to capture more leads and cultivate those leads along the journey um, in order to grow their business long term. Fantastic. You guys have provided great insights. I know our listeners are going to go back and listen to this multiple times. Uh, go to the report, go to cultural outreach, grab the next gen, and please talk to both of these individuals. They're so giving of their time. They share, they're passionate about the industry, and it's great to have both of you on the show and really continue to move the industry forward. So thank you for joining us on this episode of the FinTech Hunting Podcast.
Introducing FinLocker, a financial super app that originators can provide their customers to improve credit, create and track budgets, save for their financial goals, and get mortgage ready. Users can even search for a home and start their loan application directly from the app. Create customers for life with FinLocker. Are you looking to close more loans in 2021? Experience Incelerate's award-winning customer engagement platform, featuring lead management, CRM, call routing, sales enablement, marketing automation, borrower engagement, and data intelligence through innovative use of multi-channel marketing, text, social media, email, direct mail, phone, ringless voicemail, retargeting, and so much more. Incelerate, helping lenders close more loans through better borrower engagement. Schedule your personal demo today at Incelerate.com. Are you struggling to keep up with record origination volumes? From property valuation and appraisal to title insurance and closing services, WFG Enterprise Solutions provides flexible mortgage origination services that address your organization's needs head-on. By taking the time to understand how you run your business, WFG can create solutions that save you time and money on every transaction. That's why WFG consistently earns Net Promoter's world-class ranking for customer satisfaction. Innovative solutions, world-class customer satisfaction. Get to know WFG today at WFGLS.com. FinTech Hunting is brought to you by Next Level Advisors. Next Level Advisors, where businesses come to grow.